different kind of cop. If you thought Cleavon loved soda, will you get a load of Kavanaugh's ex-wife? Everybody, <laughs> pile on in to Mackey's Clubhouse. I'm Kevin. I'm Larry. Yeah, and here we are at Season 5, Episode 8, aptly called Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, yeah. <laughs> Which oh. is weird, because he's not in this episode at all. But they named <laughs> the episode after him. Oh, wait, he's in every scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there was at one point where I wrote a note saying, how the fuck is he everywhere right now? He's like Quicksilver <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Like, he just, boom, 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 he's everywhere. Yeah, I think they they wanted to make this basically all from him, his point of view, kind of, or at least him being every scene. So I think they did take some liberties. Sometimes it seems more ridiculous than others. Sometimes I'm sure they just, you know, okay, there was some time in between the scenes, which is fine. But sometimes it's just like, wait, no, there wasn't. There was no cuts or anything to signify yeah, the time you were passed. Just there, but Vic's been here for 15 minutes. But I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. There was a couple of times where I was like, I don't understand how he's there already. Yeah, it's a, it's a stretch sometimes, but yeah. yeah, it was an interesting experiment to do a, a, an episode all about Kavanaugh and literally where he's in every scene. Something they've never done for anybody. Like not even Vic has been in every scene of a show. Like there's always like, oh, here's Danny and Julian. Is he both. really in every scene? I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah, he uh, literally is in every scene. I know he's in it a lot. Yep. I mean, there's slight times where you see, like, the strike team before he gets there, but then he shows up and he's there. So literally every scene, he is there. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Yep. A lot of, uh, of Forrest Whitaker this week. <laughs> yeah, he is unhinged at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked last episode he was coming unhinged, but this one's – extra unhinged now he uh, definitely gives no fucks like boom he is way up there he is dialing it up to like 27 not even 11 <laughs> to 27 <laughs> um this is directed by dj caruso I think hey. he's directed before yep uh he also directed definitely. uh eagle eye and i am number four. Oh, see i liked i am number That's very good <laughs> I, I saw some of Eagle Eye. I mean, I, I didn't hate it, but Shia LaDouche is so douchey that I didn't want to bother watching it anymore. I don't even remember what Eagle Eye was. I think he's kind of being like, he's being stalked through technology. Like, I don't know if there's a... Oh, okay. I do remember that now. Closed circuit cameras, you know, like, uh, you know, on buildings, if they're tapping into that and they're like watching him and they're making him run around the city and do this thing and... There's a girl involved. I can't remember who the woman is, though. Hmm. She's kind of hot, too. Oh, I would imagine. Michelle Monaghan or somebody Shia like that. LaBeouf doesn't even show up if the lady's not good enough. You know, I heard he actually pulled his tooth out for that fucking Fury movie. Yeah, he he is fucking method. That guy, like, I think he was filing down some of his teeth or something, too. That's so, that's so Just weird. for the movie, like, yeah, he uh, he's nuts. He can be good in things, though. I guess. But, man, he is fucking nuts. Yeah, he's weird as fuck. <laughs> How about Looks this? Looks like our protagonist, Kavanaugh. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> they have that in common. Uh, how about this? Today at work, I said this. Uh, I went, um, Jude Law, he's a poor man's Paul Bettany. <laughs> yeah. Total silence, Jank. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> That would have killed in England. 
<laughs> really would have. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't know who either of those people are. Not appreciated in Pittsburgh <laughs> nearly as much. God damn it. You're yeah. just you're ahead of your time or in I the wrong you. time zone. At least it's in here, though, Jank. It'll forever be on this episode. For the 11 of you that actually will ever hear this, <laughs> you're welcome. You'll be By the way, stop. didn't you say this was supposed to be a special episode the other day? Yeah, well, I mean, it's special because it's, it's all Kavanaugh all the time. <laughs> oh, that's the special That's, that's a very uh, unique thing to this episode. I thought you, know? you were presenting me with a gift or something. Like, hey, <laughs> I bought you a Cadillac. And I'll be like, I'm not 70. So this is episode 50, so I guess that's that's cool. That's something. Mm. 5-0. Nice yeah. Yeah, it's 5-0. <laughs> All right. Um, this one was written by Sean Ryan and Scott Rosenbaum. Sean Ryan finally getting off his ass and writing something this season. All right. Although I guess he, uh, at least in the commentaries, he says that he writes a, or he rewrites a lot of stuff, so... It sounds like that's a lot of his job is just like taking scripts that people have turned in and then kind of rewriting stuff a little bit. So, oh. but I think all of the uh, the Dutch and Kavanaugh stuff like was all him. It sounds like. Oh really? Yeah. All right. There's and a good was... dynamic going there, I guess. Yeah, it is weird because we we haven't seen those characters like interact at all up to this point like dutch really hasn't had anything to do with this but it does make sense why he gets roped into it i definitely i definitely buy that because he also has a you know an axe to grind against the strike team all right so this episode opens up with um force whitaker we see his morning routine he gets up four in the morning you know he brushes his teeth he it's like dexter <laughs> yeah it's, dexter. yeah it's like the opening to dexter exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dexter wrapped this up in, like, 45 seconds, where, <laughs> you know, this was a three-minute thing. Yeah. And they had to fill off some time. Makes breakfast. He puts, a, puts his wedding ring on. Yeah, which is a cool thing that apparently um, they, like, he was just wearing his wedding ring. You know, the actor, Forrest Whitaker, was wearing his wedding ring one day and forgot to take it off. And then they kind of realized that, and they're like, oh, maybe we should make this a thing. So they... This whole thing with his wife wasn't originally planned. This is just something that they kind of discovered based on the fact that the actor was wearing his ring. Ah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, why didn't Game of Thrones just start drinking Starbucks then? <laughs> yeah. Should have wrote that in. Just, just a wizard Write that did. right in there, man. Just put a Starbucks at that fucking ice castle or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> I don't know. Do they have an ice castle in there? They have to. Uh, Well, not really. There's an ice wall. Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> Put a little kiosk right in front of it. You, all kinds of tourists and shit. Now, ice wall becomes a commodity. Make money. Yeah. Prostitution. <laughs> oh, that that they know well on that show. Yeah. <laughs> that's a booming industry. Um, <laughs> I will say, uh, Kavanaugh looks noticeably thinner in this episode. Like the weight is definitely coming off. Like you can, I guess that was a, a choice on his part, but you can really notice it here, where he does look thinner in the face where he's just so obsessed with this case that he is losing weight thinner <laughs> you, you didn't watch that right i did watch that yep oh okay yeah, we, yeah i had that on okay. i don't know about a week ago every once in a while like if i'm just going through prime and i can't find shit ah fucking thinner <laughs> you know, fuck i'm just tired kari war looks awesome in that movie oh god she does Holy she had a shit 
Yeah, the nineties were a good time for Kari Wurr. <laughs> oh my god, she looks so good. We need more Kari Wurr in that movie. Yeah. What's the director's Kari Wurr cut? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so, um what's his name? Forrest Whitaker goes to see uh Antoine, Antoine Mitchell in jail. Yeah. And Antoine's like, Shane's a bitch, man. He's like, <laughs> he thinks he's a badass. He's like, you just put your boot on his neck. He'll talk. He's a bitch. Yeah. He's like, I can give you all kind of stuff. And, not, and uh, you know, Kevin, I was like, oh, okay, tell me. And he's like, no, man. Like, yeah, do something for me. And uh, Kevin, I was just like, well, I can't get you out. Like, you killed two cops. That ain't happening. So, um, you know, I can try to get you, you nicer conditions here. But Antoine's just like, yeah, I get everything I want here, so fuck that. And uh, really, we find out what he really wants is the strike team to get thrown in jail with him right there in that prison so that he can kill him. Yeah. And Kavanaugh kind of realizes this, and he's just like, no, man. Like, if you change your mind, you call me. But that ain't happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got his principles, at least yep. for now. Forrest Whitaker's like, hell no. I'm not doing that. Yep. Yeah, so I don't know, like right there, I'm like, all right, well, he could easily serve, like, if he was that desperate to solve this case, he would have probably brokered that deal. Mm-hmm. But he's, yeah. like, he's still, like, so he doesn't want to break the rules, yep. He's, he's, he stops people who break the rules, and he's not going to do it himself, at least for now. Yeah. So Forrest Whitaker overhears Vic on the radio talking about uh, he needs the bomb squad and shit. Because apparently somebody threw a bunch of hand grenades into some cookout. Yeah, a bunch of Spook Street guys got killed. Yeah, Spook Streets. And I think there's like a kid or two in there, right? Yeah, I think it was just like their families and stuff. So all kind of people, not even necessarily in the gang, got taken out. Are those shorties? Are kids shorties? (laughs) Um, I don't think so. What's a shorty, man? I feel like shorties are people that they're banging usually so i'd hope those aren't children oh well i mean ask mike dell they probably <laughs> yeah. are okay yeah. so what do they call kids then like what's their what's their urban dictionary term there, mm. i thought shorties were kids maybe no i just looked it up it is like a whoever you're banging all right it doesn't yeah. matter it don't matter <laughs> i don't have kids know. do you have kids i don't have kids i don't fucking nope. fuck kids <laughs> i don't give a fuck about your kids <laughs> I can watch kids falling off bikes all day. I don't care about your kids. <laughs> kids. Uh, um. So. Where are we at here? Oh, so Forrest Whitaker at this point, like, you know, Vic and them avoid Forrest Whitaker. Like, he's just like, he's like, just tell me what happened. So they tell him and they're like, oh, you want to go in the front and talk about this? Like where Forrest Whitaker's not. Yeah. So they it is leave. weird that he's interested in this case. Like this has nothing to do with him, you'd think. But we find out that he apparently heard from Emolia last week that someone was trying to recruit her to make grenades, but he didn't believe her. So now he goes to to her and is just like, "Hey, like, can we uh, do something about this?" And she's like, "Oh, you didn't believe me, blah." Yeah, she's. I don't know, man. This lady. <laughs> I don't know if I. I don't know. Her yeah, is weird. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's not the best. Yeah. So he goes, he's like, you're going to fucking, you're going to fucking testify. You're going to do whatever the fuck I tell you. Because 
you know, next time your kid eats, it'll be a social worker giving giving him food while you sit in jail, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. He goes right into it. He gets real dicky. Yeah, he so he brings her down to the station and she's gonna work with the strike team to find the people who are making the grenades. Yeah, that seems like a terrible idea, but <laughs> I guess that's what they're going with. And this like, is where uh, we get the theme song, Jank. Ba 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 ba. Nine oh seven. Nine oh seven. That's that's even longer than the last one, which is already kind of long. Yeah. So she tells the strike team that uh, the El Salvadorians are shipping grenades into L.A. like in pieces, and then they're getting like a bunch of like nimble fingered girls to put them together and stuff. Yeah, like the, the H-cutters, I guess, have, you know, nimble fingers, so that's why they're using people who are cutters, uh, like her, to uh, to do this. And they kind of break down, like, what actually happens here. Like, the Colombians apparently use the Mexicans to ship drugs to the dealers in L.A., and the El Salvadorans used to be the muscle, but then ever since they busted Benilla last year when they were doing trying to take down Antoine and his deal – then uh, that threw that all out of whack, and now the El Salvadorians have no, like, street cred, so they're trying to get it back by making these grenades and just fucking shit up. Um, so I like that callback to the last season. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I do like they, – they, they do do that. Like, you know, we as we discussed, not – you know, things aren't just one and done all the time on here. Yeah, especially this season, I feel, especially they're reaching back to all kind of things from all of the seasons. And bringing it back, which I, I really love about this season. Um, Dutch is kissing Forrest Whitaker's ass a little bit here. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, we get our one Claudette mention where, like, Kevin and I asked Dutch about how his partner is. And he says, oh, she's recovering. So I guess she's still alive. <laughs> yeah, she's not dead. Yeah, theoretically she's on the mend. But uh, Dutch is like, hey, have you been looking in the strike team's, like, finances? And, uh... And Kevin, I was like, well, what would I find? And Fix says, or Dutch says, not here. We'll talk later. You know, don't act like we're friends and stuff like that. Because he wants to keep his, you know, cred in front of the other cops. Yeah. So they wire up uh, Amolia. They wire her up. And what's his name? Forrest Whitaker's all pissed off about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good, I don't, did you write that quote down? Cause I, I did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll save it later then. But anyway, yeah. she's going to the she's going to meet with the grenade maker people, the the guys that are doing the grenade. I think his name's Guardo. Is that his name, mm-hmm. Guardo? Yeah, Eduardo, something like that. But um, he's being super cautious and like nobody lets her out of their sight. Like, and he wants one of his guys or him to be involved in every step of this because he's like because he knows that if strike team gets her alone, like they could just kill her and his whole case goes away. Yeah. So he's got to be very careful about this whole thing. So she goes in, and the dude's, like, kind of interviewing her, and then he throws, like, a, a fucking hand grenade at her. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like a test to see if she can get the pin back in in time, but um, it's a good thing it was a fake, like, a fake grenade and, you know, wasn't real because she sucks at it. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow she gets the job. <laughs> well, she, like she immediately drops because... the handle and fucking, like, she would have been dead if otherwise. She yeah, but he's not exactly quick on it. Like, yeah, you're steady. You didn't flinch, you know. So yeah, I'll, I'll hire you on. I mean, I wouldn't say you're steady when you drop the shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know, what are you gonna do? 
Yeah, she didn't freak the fuck out, I guess, and try to jump out a window, so that's something. Um, so, Ronnie and Shane bring in MC Dunn Good. Yeah. I don't remember why. Um, I think it was, like, his house or something that got blown up, or somebody, yeah, some, yeah, I think that was his house. Okay. The, 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 the grenades went off at. Yeah, that the grenades got thrown into. Yeah. So, Forrest Whitaker, he needs a ride. So, he goes down, hey, Dutch, I need a ride. And Dutch is like, I ain't your fucking cab or whatever. But then Forrest Whitaker's like, I'll fucking arrest you. Like, he just, he goes off the handle. He's like, I'll do whatever. Like, he's always going to get somebody in trouble. Yeah, like, now he wants to throw Dutch into this whole thing, even though Dutch has nothing to do with it. But he's like, I'll expand my investigation to include you. Fuck you. Like, this guy wants to take down the entire department. It's like, what? You're, you're a little overzealous here, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't get go after every cop for nothing. Yeah, because he got a phone call. We don't know what happened, but he's got to go or whatever. Like, something. Yeah. Came up. I don't understand why he doesn't. How did he get there? Um, what do you mean? Like, why does he need a ride? Oh, I guess he needs he got a call to go. from some. Yeah, he got a call from someone named Sadie, who we yeah, find yeah, out yeah. is his ex-wife. I was like, why don't um, he, he just drive himself? But he needs a detective, yeah. Yeah. Duh! I should have just read the next line. <laughs> I just watched this yesterday, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> so... So in the car, they start talking, and uh, he's like, hey, what, so what's going on with the strike team? And Dutch lets him know that, hey, I always thought that the strike team ripped off the Armenian money train. Like, they run this money train to wash their dirty cash and i'm pretty sure the strike team ripped them off so it's nice that they're bringing that back from season three where dutch you know suspected it but was never able to prove anything but now yeah. it comes up again and gets reopened so now kavanaugh's got a good idea where the money actually came from yup um so they end up at the hospital and forrest whitaker goes in and he's his woman it's his ex-wife mm-hmm. and she got raped yeah, and but she says she fought the guy off, so there's there's not a whole lot of evidence. And she's like, "Yeah, I got him off me. I don't want to be a victim." And she's like, "You're you gonna come to the hospital." Yeah, I did just like you should <laughs> come to the hospital with me, right? <laughs> yeah, like yes, exactly. She's like, uh, "Will you come to the hospital with me?" Uh no. <laughs> no I- I'll be over. I got trying to work in this IED thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, oh, please, can you just please just stay with me? I don't want you to leave. Mm, no, I don't, you know, I got this thing. <laughs> yeah, we got lunch. Yeah. Like this whole episode, I got to say, the weird thing to me is I can never figure out their relationship at all. Like, do they both, both want in or they both want out? <laughs> I, I can't tell. I don't know. Like, he's wearing the ring. You'd think he would care, he'd want to get her back, but then it seems like he doesn't. But then she seems. Seems like she wants to get back, but then she doesn't. It's like, I don't know. These people are both just fucking crazy. Yeah, because at one point towards the beginning, he asked her to move back in with him. Mm-hmm. And then later on, she's like, she ask me no. to move back. Yeah, she says no. And then she's later on, like, ask me to move in with you. And he's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't want to. It's like, if, yeah, basically, well, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there, I guess. But yeah, um, it's very strange. Yeah, he does not want to stick around. So they're interviewing Dunn Good. He's got addresses. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like he's he tells them like their other drug stashes. 
but he gets to call his buddies first to get so they can get the drugs out of there. But this will, you know, protect them from getting grenaded essentially, so that the cops can stake them out and catch the guys with the grenades, I guess. Um, yeah, Forrest Whitaker. There's a scene where in. like Kavanaugh comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm the, I'm the only one with juice around here, man. And he's like, Hey, Jimmy, it's Kavanaugh. You're the DA. I got maybe something. Uh, what do you think? And he's like, all right, yeah, that sounds good. And dude's I like, trust I'm you. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's weird. So then Vic tells done good that we'll give your guys 30 minutes to clean out the merch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, like Kavanaugh's like they cut back to him and he kind of has like a what look face, you know, but then like he always kind of has that. So I can't tell like <laughs> he's like, why would you let these guys get their drugs or whatever out of there? Or if he's just just doing his usual what? I think he's just doing his usual what? Oh, OK. Um, uh, at the hospital, Kavanaugh shows up and he sees Dutch and Corinne kind of whispering to each other. And he's like, well, what's going on here? Like, this ain't good. Uh, it turns out Corinne is one of the people taking the rape kit for Sadie. Um, and they're like, yeah, you know, we don't have a lot of evidence, but you know, I think she might be able to leave soon. I'll check with her doctor. Yeah. And then, um, so Kavanaugh goes in to see the ex now at this point, the ex doesn't seem to want be to be bothered. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it keeps flipping. It, it's all it kind is. of kind of weirdness. Um, but then another house gets blown up. Someone threw grenades into it. It's a re- there's like a retired couple of school teachers, I guess, that live there. Uh, so they're like, well, this doesn't make sense. This wasn't a drug crib. But then they're like, oh, it used to be like a year ago. But then it, the house got seized during you know Glenn Close's uh-huh. reign. And sold off, so it used to be, but, you know, now these people are living there. So, like, oh, shit, this guy's got an old list, and they're just throwing grenades at places that used to be drug cribs. But you know who shows up here? Boris Whitaker. And this is, in my notes, I have, how is he everywhere? This is where I wrote this. (laughs) How is he there already? I mean, I'm sure there was time between the hospital and here, so I I buy that one. There's, uh, There's another one later on where i'm just like oh, wait what <laughs> well i'm just saying like there's a lot going on to this day yeah there it's sure the is busiest day in the history of forrest whitaker's life yeah i agree that is this is a lot for one day so dutch is interviewing this you know sadie he starts asking her questions she's like oh uh you know the guy had the mole and all that i think this is where that happens and shit yeah yeah she picked out somebody or she, I think, yeah, she first she says the guy had a mole when they first talked to her, but now she's kind of identifying, oh, yeah, that's this guy. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she picks out. From like a mug book. Yeah, she picks out this dude. Yeah, and Dutch is like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Dutch, ain't, Dutch ain't, you know, from the beginning, Dutch is like, I don't know, it's, it's, something's up here. Something's yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he's, his detective instincts are strong. He's like, yeah, I'm not buying this whole thing. So D- Dutch confronts Forrest Whitaker, and he's like, hey, uh, is your is your ex like, you know, cuckoo, or anything like that? <laughs> and Forrest Whitaker flips the fuck out, man. <laughs> yeah, he like, pulls Dutch into the bathroom and just like starts shoving him in the wall. He's now, like, God, I'm just asking a question here. Like, she's got this psych history that says she's crazy. Like, uh, you know, this could 
this presents a problem if we put her on the witness stand. She's the only person who saw this, and she's fucking crazy. And uh, Kavanaugh just will not hear it. He's like, no, she was just depressed. It's fine. We got divorced, and she got some doctors, and she's good now. Like, isn't that a fireable offense? Like, I couldn't put my hands on somebody at my job. Oh, but there's many I would like to. But I can't because <laughs> I'd be fired right away. And since, you know, Kavanaugh is by the book, I mean, he should know he's probably in a actionable position doing this. Yeah, that's true. I think if he took a swing at him, for sure. But maybe if he's just pushing, you're like, I didn't do anything. The wind took him. <laughs> yeah, I tripped. Into the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We were just having a very intense argument. Um, so Corinne shows up at the station with the attorney. Force Whitaker there in, at this scene, too, and he's all like, he's a fucking asshole. Like, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I might help you out. I probably won't, though. Yeah, because he asked her, like, hey, did Dutch, like, insinuate or arrange for you to be the one who took Sadie's rape kit? And uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, he said it would be a good idea. Maybe I could get some favor with you. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, guess what? No deal. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I guess I'll think about it, but it ain't looking good. Yeah. <laughs> like, even her, her attorney's kind of like, what the fuck's this guy's problem? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think this sets him off. Like, we'll see later on somebody else who does him a favor, and it just it doesn't go well. Um, and I think this kind of sucked that whole thing where it's just like he's not letting anyone get any inch of favor with him. And the fact that they're trying to work him, uh, he just he fucking hates it. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. So the next scene's really good. We get the strike team. They're outside the. the, the I don't know if it's a, what is it like a warehouse, like a garage where they're building the grenades. Yeah, I think they said it was like a furniture store that they're doing it above the furniture store. Yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're assembling grenades. They're going to send Amolia in with the wire, um, and then they'll be able to get Desguardo and all the other guys with the grenades and get them all now that they're in one place. And Kavanaugh hates it because he's like, no, Amolia's in too much risk. Like, again, if she goes down, my, soul, my whole case goes out the window, so I don't like this. But Vic's just like, yeah. Yeah, we're going in anyway. <laughs> Fuck you, bye. <laughs> yeah. But Kavanaugh shows up. He just, you know, pops in a couple minutes later. He's like, hey, here I am. Was it? Yeah, like, is this the scene? And there was a quote about, oh, yeah, a guy in a suit jumping into a van doesn't look suspicious. <laughs> I think that was earlier, yeah. Yeah, okay. the first time he did that. Yeah. yeah, he keeps popping in on their, uh, you know, supposed to be undercover vans, but they just keep jumping in. Yeah. So what happens here, Jank? Uh, they they tell everyone to stop. They're like, we noticed one of the grenades is missing. Um, so we're going to have to find out who took it. And they end up searching the woman next to Amolia. Yes, she's looking shady. Uh, so they're like, you. And then they pull her out, and they kind of pat her down, and they're like, oh, they find it. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was going to sell it. Sorry, I thought you wouldn't even miss it. And That's so bad. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they shoot her, and I think the guys in the van, they're not entirely sure that it wasn't Amolia because it's so close. They're like, we can't tell if that was her or not. <laughs> so, but then they, they start, they're like, we're going to search everybody. They're like, oh, fuck, we're gonna, they're going to find the wire, so we better go in. So the guy does find the wire, but just at that very moment, they all march in. All the cops show up. 
Yeah. He was like, Vic, help! And a firefight ensues, and then what happens? Some dude rolls a grenade. Uh, like, he pulls the pin, throws it, and it lands. Like, it rolls right next to fucking Kavanaugh. Yeah. And who comes out of nowhere? Lem. Here comes yep. Lem. Lem picks up the grenade, throws it towards the back of the building or whatever. It goes off. Everybody's saved. Yeah. Lem fucking just jumping in like it's nothing. And it's a, it's such a choice. Like, I don't know what happens if, like, Kavanaugh just explodes right there. Like, does the case go away or does this just make it worse on them? I think it goes away. Yeah, but I mean, then you're like, well, this guy was investigating you. He goes on a mission with you, and he ends up dead. Like, that's also pretty suspicious. <laughs> it is with their track rec- record and, sh- and shit. Yeah, yeah it definitely is. But like, I, I don't know if that gets them in deeper or. I can't see anybody else in IAD being this crazy stocky about these four guys. Yeah, that's true. You just say like it was a personal vendetta. This yeah. guy was nuts. <laughs> he yeah, got like, himself blown up. Other cops would be just like, I don't know, he gets shit done. I think the rest of, like, uh, Kavanaugh's team was there. Like, his partners were there, right? So they would have seen, like, oh, it wasn't... Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, yes. That guy watching Amalia was there. Yeah. yeah. So they would have known it was on the up and up. So I guess, yeah, it would have been better if Lem just let him die. <laughs> That's not Lem, though. No, that's not Lem. For better or worse, that's not Lem. Yeah, so. Lem's, uh, he's a good dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, he yeah, really he just let that happen. He's a good dude, just in a bad situation. Yep. Very true. Um. So, at this point, Amalia and Vic are missing, and Forrest Whitaker's looking around and. We see Vic's got his hands on her shoulders, but we as the audience are far away. We can't see what's or hear what's being said. We can just tell Vic's talking to her. He doesn't seem mad. No. It's more like reassuring. It's more like they're they're hatching some kind of a plan is what it seems like. like yes, of course. You can, do this. you can get out of this if you just do this. But we only see it from Kavanaugh's perspective, so we don't know exactly what, what is said there. Yeah. I think so. I like I don't think there's ever like a flashback to like, oh, here's you know, here's the part you didn't see. But I I'm guessing they probably say what she what he was talking to her about. All right, so um where are we at here? So we get back to the station at this point, and Forrest Whitaker, like he confronts Lem in the break room. Yeah. Right and back. he's like thanking him for you know saving his life, but also being pissy at the same time. Like he's such like, a bitch about thanks it. for saving my life, but I'm gonna put you in fucking jail, you motherfucker. I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. it. I let me return the favor let and put you in jail. Yes, I want to put handcuffs. Won't be that bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. So Vic's pissed off at Kavanaugh about this. Clearly having no no gratitude. Yeah, it's weird. So yeah. Then Dutch comes and gets Kavanaugh about like the uh, the whole Sadie situation, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you know, she identified. She was talking about some guy with a mole. Turns out that that guy, um, the guy that she you know pointed the finger at, was there were flyers about this guy up around the neighborhood, and there was an ink spot on his face that made it look like 
he had a mole. But it was really just, you know, the sink spot. So I, I'm pretty sure she just saw that flyer and picked him off of that. And uh, Kevin was like, no, no, that doesn't sound right. But then they're like, well, we interviewed this guy, and he was, you know, he eventually admitted that he was watching these uh, girls run around the track at their school, <laughs> being a creepo doing that. And uh, it's like, oh, of course he caught to that. Like, that's nothing. But no, like, no, the coach saw him, so he was definitely there. Like, he noticed this guy hanging around. Yeah. So he's got an alibi. A creepy alibi, but an alibi. Yeah, so, you know, so Forrest Whitaker, he goes in. He yeah, puts, oh, there's like, one more thing before he goes in. Um, Dutch apparently found a soda bottle nearby in the garbage uh, can of where, see, you know, this all happened. And uh, there was pubic hair and all kind of, you know, juices on it and stuff. Uh, so they're like, oh, yeah, she just, you know, shoved this up herself. And basically that's what happened. She she never got raped at all. Ugh. So, yeah, bad times. Yeah. <laughs> so Shit. Kavanaugh is now like, oh, fuck. She is still crazy. Although he's one to talk. He's also equally as crazy. Oh, he's so crazy. So <laughs> he takes her up to, like, the interview room. Mm-hmm. And, uh. This is a pretty intense scene, I guess, because, like, once again, it's just like, uh, he's like, are you, you know, is everything all right? And all that kind of shit. And, you know, I love you. And, you know, you're going to the hospital. Well, like, I'm not, you're under arrest, basically, is what he's telling yeah, me. you're going to be charged and you're going to be remanded for psychiatric care. Yeah. Filing a false police report. And she's like, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, Lem and Vic are watching this on the camera. Mm-hmm. So they're watching. They're trying to get. A, they're trying to find out what's up with with Kavanaugh and if you know why this is so important to him. So they kind of realize that oh, this is his ex-wife, and they kind of start getting some info on her. And they're like, oh, we can use this. We find his weak spot. Yes. Yeah. So they're watching, um, and they're watching this thing, and, you know, the contrast in styles here is while they're watching this, like, you can see Lem. Like, Lem's looking at this whole situation where this woman is breaking down, uh, Forrest Whitaker's crying, she's crying, they're kind of kissing, or almost going to bang, I don't know. But at the same time, he's going to send her to the hospital and charge her with a crime and shit. And Lem sees, like... A dude who's like really hurt and just really trying to do like the same guy that's trying to put him away. Lem sees like he's like, oh, man, like I feel. Yeah, bad. I don't think he feels like they should be watching this. Yeah. But, and yeah, Vic, he's like, have his own moment. Vic's all like, I see a weakness that we can expose. Oh, and he will just expose so- it. So cold oh, and calculated. Don't give a fuck that there's emotions involved in shit like, ah, oh, we can definitely throw this back in his face. Yep. And it's pretty awesome. It's so good, and he—it's uh, gonna be so great when he when he does use that card. So, Forrest Whitaker at this point, like, holy shit! I forgot the camera was on. Yeah, so, but she's like, well, she's like, uh, can't you just bend the rules? This one, so he's like, nope, I can't. Like, that's my job. I keep people from breaking the rules, and not even for her. Like, he loves her, but he still won't break those rules. Yep. Yeah, then he realizes, oh, shit, the camera's on, and goes to check on it. And Vic and Lem 
try to run away, but like, but they get caught basically walking out of the room. Yeah. So, I mean, now Forrest Whitaker is enraged because yeah. he had a moment of weakness and shit, and they 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 witnessed it. So he immediately just arrests Lem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. He is irate. Yeah. He's he's. And just like. Lem just kind of tries walking away, and he's just like, no, you're under arrest. You stop now. And, like, he starts yelling at Billings and, like, everybody around, like, arrest this man and shit. Like, it's fucking intense. Like, this guy is way over the top. Yeah. Yeah, Julian slaps the cuffs on and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, they throw it's... him in the cage, and Vic's like, you can't throw a cop in the cage. Like, that's not how this works. And he's like, nope, he's going in. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 an an intense scene. It really is. Yeah, all the criminals are you know looking at at Lem while he's in there. But I guess I'm guessing the strike team is gonna stick around and you know just watch everything that happens there. Make sure Lem's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not gonna like. All right, well we're gonna go catch a <laughs> catch a sandwich and we'll be back. <laughs> we'll go to the movies. See you later. You good? <laughs> we'll see you in the morning. I'll bring you some juju fruits. You like those? <laughs> all right um that's gotta be an awkward time though like them just sitting there watching lem in the cage like what are you talking about at that point like oh sorry we got you thrown in this prison <laughs> yeah our bad well, i guess we shouldn't have watched that video i made you basically watch the the camera with me yes that was my fault well at the same time too like they, they, they're big boys they all know what they got themselves into yeah yeah, I just can't imagine what that small talk is like. Yeah. <laughs> so, the final scene we get here is Forrest Whitaker's back in jail with uh, Antoine Mitchell. And Antoine Mitchell's like, you're my bitch. <laughs> so, Forrest Whitaker's like, yeah, I'll give you your deal. As yeah. Long as, I, as long as I get what I want. He has officially crossed the line. He's like, I don't care if these guys do get killed in prison. Good. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's where we end. Blood. It's it's a great episode, man. They really fucking ratcheted things up again. Just when you when you thought it couldn't get any more intense, like now now that it's just like if they if they go to prison with Antoine Mitchell, I mean I don't know what what kind of choices they would have had of prison beforehand. I imagine being a cop and going to prison, you're always gonna be fucked either way. But going to a prison where Antoine Mitchell basically calls all the rules. Or all the shots, like, like you're you're completely fucked. Like I don't understand how that works. Like, do you, do you think yeah. that really happens in prison? To some extent, it's got to, right? To some extent, meaning like, oh, I, you know, I got six packs of oodles and noodles today. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Like, just to have pussy walking in whenever you want it or whatever. I don't see that shit happening, man. That is weird. But I, I don't know what the criteria is for getting conjugal visits, you know? Like, what? obviously, some people do get them. What is the rules for that? I don't know. You were in a gang. Tell me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just never got caught, so I don't know. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, even still, like, oh, I can get drugs. I can get all the drugs I want. I can get all the fucking, you know, booze I want in here. And it's like, how? Like, how do you get it in? Like, I, I understand maybe there's one or two guys on the take and they're bringing shit in, like, guards or whatever. 
But everybody else is going to be like, hey, why do you have why are you shooting up in your jail cell right now? I am going to come in and uh, arrest you again. (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't know what Antoine, you know, wants. Like if if it's like I can't imagine he gets like a nicer meal. Right. Unless he can get snacks in there. But I don't think there's like a, a, you know, here's the the VIP table. You get steak over here. Like even the other day, I was watching Goodfellas last last week. I watched. Oh yeah. Okay, so you know the scene where they all go to jail. Yeah. They're in there. They're cooking. And fucking Henry Hill's running a goddamn drug empire and shit out of there. He's selling pills and all that <laughs> shit. You know, you see him like, oh, he stuffs a you know a hundred dollar bill in the guard's shirt pocket or whatever. But there's twenty five other guards there. They know that shit's going down. Like nobody's gonna say anything. Like, how do you get a stove in there? Like, oh, I want, I want more uh, of a stove. Well, if you're rich enough, you can bribe all the guards. Yeah, I guess so. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a bribe. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't either. Not bribe. Too risky. But I don't know. Maybe you just bribe people, all the people on one shift. Like the night shift, who cares? But you get the stuff in during the day. Right, but what I'm getting at, too, is like, okay, at night, like, that room they were in, it had beds and shit in there, so they sleep in there. There was bars on the windows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, how come they're not in a little 8 by 8 cell like everybody? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't, it seems weird, but who cares? I mean, I, oh, I, I thought, I, I, the room that he was meeting Kevin on, I think that was like the lunch room, it seemed like. Or no, no, I mean, that's not his. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah like that, uh, that room they were cooking in and stuff. There, there were beds and stuff in that room. So obviously that's where they lived in jail. How do you get that suite? Well, I don't know. Maybe you just bribe the warden and then no one else can say anything. Like if you try to complain to the warden, he ain't listening. <laughs> yeah, maybe the warden's in on it. I don't know. Cause Even if you're point, a good, you're a good, uh, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, prison guard. Even if you're not on the take, like you. You can't do anything about it because your boss is. But at some point you would think one of them would go, hey, how come every time I walk by Henry Hill's jail cell, he's not in it? (laughs) Shouldn't he be in there from like, you know, midnight to 8 a.m.? You know, my shift, I never I've never seen him one time. He's been here for four years. (laughs) Just do nothing. Yeah, that's so hard. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah. End of the episode. Nine out of ten. I went nine out of ten again. I agree. This this is this was really good. I mean, things are really heating up in this whole Kavanaugh versus the strike team thing, and it's it's starting to look bad. They've been promising Lem getting arrested for you know so many episodes now, and now that's finally happened. They really did pick a good moment for it to happen, where you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just random. It was oh because of this whole thing where they were watching him and his wife. So, because, man. like, okay, so let's say, hypothetically, Lem's not under investigation. Like, they they can't get in trouble for watching that, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's not They're illegal. Cops like, watching, a, you know, video of a confession or a interrogation room, so. Yeah, like, yeah, that's your fault. All right, so, yeah, okay. All right, let's award this B.I. All right, let's do some best quotes. All right, go ahead, Jake. You go first. Uh, let's see. Antoine, at the start of the episode, he was just on fire 
with the quotes. So many good ones. Uh, he's like, what is it you think I don't get in here? Pussy? I tore some of that shit up this morning, and I'm not talking about the cellmate kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a different yeah, kind of pussy. Yeah, that's for weird. sure. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, when Kavanaugh shows up to the uh, the backyard that got grenaded or whatever, he's like, you know, Vic's like, <laughs> Vic tells him, you might want to stand back. There's real police work going on here. <laughs> yep that's, that's a good, a good one. one um antoine also said when he's talking about shane and how he's a bitch he's like and bitches give up their buddies that's what makes them bitches <laughs> yeah so go after the bitch yep you put his boot put, you put your boot on his neck that bitch will you know sing or something like that i think he says that bitch tears up yeah that's it uh, when we get back from the grenade situation, right after Forrest Whitaker confronts Lem in the break room, Vic comes in and he's like, this man saves your life and you show your gratitude by offering him jail time. No wonder yeah. you're IAD's MVP. <laughs> yeah, I had that one as well. That's, that's real good. Yeah. He is definitely going for some kind of overachievement award. Ooh. <laughs> um i like early on when they're like they're gonna bring in emolia and uh they're you know uh kavanaugh says something about like oh yeah she tried to tell me about this last week but i didn't believe her and uh vix is like oh so your witness against lem is unreliable that's good to know yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he kind of gives a like oh shit like kind of look um yeah. he kind of smiles like he's like oh fuck yeah. that, that's something i would have <laughs> said Yep. <laughs> um, whenever they bring an MC done good, uh, Vic's like, um, we'll take McDumb shit upstairs and have a chat. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, when Vic and Lem are watching Kavanaugh and his wife in the interrogation room and Vic's just like sometimes you just gotta let the pussy go <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> good advice <laughs> you let it go right Jake <laughs> yeah <laughs> it left long time ago yeah I got nothing else quotes um I got a couple uh when they, uh, first, when Kavanaugh first finds out that Amolia's got a wire on, and he's like, I never authorized the use of a wire. And Vic says, well, I know how much you love him. Figured I'd try it out for a change. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good line. I figured you would yeah. have that. I didn't write that one down. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, <laughs> Kavanaugh's ex, when she's uh, talking about, like, well, Kavanaugh says he's sorry, and then she says... You can shove sorry right up there with the pop bottle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, a good one. that's a good one. Oh, I like that line. <coughs> um, yeah, I think that's about it. Those are the only ones I have. All right. Let's do the uh, Kristen Bell Best Guest Star Award. All right, you go first. Uh, I went with Gina Torres. 
who played Kavanaugh's ex-wife, Sadie. Yeah, okay. Uh, she's been in a bunch of things. Uh, she was on Firefly, obviously. She's a big Joss Whedon person. Uh, she was on a couple episodes of Angel, too, so... A lot of those shows, she was she was in those a bunch. Uh-huh. And she was also on uh, the Hannibal TV show. Because I guess her and Lawrence Fishburne were married in real life, and they also played, you know, married people on that show. Oh. Yeah. Larry yeah. Fish. Yeah. I think they got divorced, though, so... <laughs> Ouch. Um, I went with Guardo. And like, okay. as soon as he came on the screen, I'm like, ah, like he's been in NYPD Blue. But the thing I remember him from is he's in Do the Right Thing. Oh. And one, one of the best. I have you ever seen Do the Right Thing? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, there there's one scene in there where. Oh, like, you know, the white guys making fun of the black people and the black guys making fun of the Korean guy and the Korean guys making fun of the the Asian. But, you know, it's going like that kind of thing. And he's in there and he's doing like he does like this stereotypical racist rant thing. But it's kind of humorous. Like it is. But okay. That's, you know, like, oh, that's the dude from Do the Right Thing. I like that guy in there. I think that might be his only part in that movie, but it's pretty memorable, though. Nice. You should watch Do the Right Thing, by the way. It's pretty awesome. I, I know Kevin Smith loves it. I've just never seen it. I've seen it several times. Oh, and he's wow. also uh, he was also on Pacific Blue. Oh, nice. There we go. Now we're back. Nice. It's been a while since we talked about Pack Blue on here. Yep. Pack Blue. <laughs> All right. Um, Oh, we should also mention that Guardo does get away here. So yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he manages to to get out of there. So we will definitely see him again, and we sadly will be seeing more of these grenades before. Oh, oh before, yeah. For <laughs> the end of the show. Yeah. All right. Um. Next up, we got the Vendrell Cup for the biggest fuck up. Um. I just went with Forrest Whitaker here just for his just he's just so overreactionary to everything. He's just getting sloppy. He's just he's unhinged. Oh, shit. I just realized we forgot MVP, but we'll go back. Yeah, yeah. that's that's fair. He is definitely like fucking his shit up his own shit. Yeah, he's definitely fucking it up. Yep. Burning every bridge. Yeah, because he has no fucks. To give zero fucks, Kavanaugh. <laughs> that was his nickname in high school. Yeah, because he couldn't get laid. <laughs> there was a character on the zero Chris Gethard show one night that was called Zero Fucks Boyd. It, it, it's very fucking funny. Like I, I don't, you probably never watched the Chris Gethard show, but at one point, like when it was still the public access, which are all on YouTube, by the way, you can go back and watch them. Fucking hilarious shit, man. <laughs> but yeah, one night they did like this. Uh, every like they they had people come out and just try out new characters, like improv thing. And they had this guy come out called Zero Fucks Boyd, and he was pretty funny. But we got Zero Fucks Kavanaugh here going on because he does <laughs> zero fucks to give at this point. Yep, that's fair. Um, I had a bunch of pe- people. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, Lem. Uh, who fucked up, apparently, you know, by not letting Kavanaugh die. It probably would have been better for him if he had just let him 
die. Yeah. Um, or possibly even if he just taken the deal and just taken fucking jail, like it probably would have worked out better in the long run. run. But um, all right, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say the the whole reason they don't want to take the deal is because then they lose their pensions and all that stuff. Yeah, that does suck. And then what do you do after that? Like you get out of jail and what are you gonna do for a living? You definitely can't be a cop again. Yeah, you get a, you're a security guard. Yeah, can you even do that as a felon? <laughs> that seems. I like, don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't. Can't vote. Want to hire a security guard who has been in the clink? Well, I know they have like a security guard over at the grocery store by me to make sure you have your mask on when you walk in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That could have been. That'd be a good life. Yeah. At least for the year and a half it takes to, you know, get rid of this coronavirus. Then yeah. I don't know what you do after that. Hey, work's work. <laughs> um, um, next, next one I had was Vic. Um, he clearly, you know, he at least accelerated Lem's arrest by uh, watching all that stuff. <laughs> well, Lem didn't have to stand in that room. Yeah, but I think he would have done it even if Lem wasn't in there. If it was just Vic, I think it so probably would have happened. Oh, yeah. you think? I think so. Like, he would have just been lashing out at the strike team. Hmm. All right, maybe. That's that's what I think. And then uh, I had Corinne as well. Um, her whole deal, <laughs> you know, that didn't go well at all. All because she listened to Dutch. And uh, Dutch then as well, because he gave Corinne that advice, which backfired in everyone's face. Yeah. Yeah, that did not work out. <laughs> Fucking Dutch. Had the exact opposite effect of what he was trying to do. <laughs> um, all right, let's go back to the MVP. Who did you have for MVP of this episode called Kavanaugh? <laughs> uh, well, I went with Lem. For <laughs> Kavanaugh's life, it shows you even <laughs> even the, this guy is gonna put you away for as long as he can. He fucking resents you. He hates you. He's made your life miserable. Good guy Lem still just steps up and does the right fucking thing. He always does the right thing, even when the right thing is the wrong thing. He still does it. Yeah, that is true. He's yeah. a stand-up guy. That's what He's got him put- in this trouble in the first place. This was trying to bail out Shane because he he just can't let his buddies go down, and he can't you know. Let someone die for no reason. Yeah. Yep. He's a good dude. To a fault. Um, I went with Kavanaugh just because he's in every scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. He, that's, that's a lot of usage rate for this episode. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I'd say Lem is definitely of the main, you know, cast. He's probably up there. It's either him or Dutch. They had the most to do in this episode. <laughs> uh, let's do the Dumpy Award for the worst part of the episode. What do you got? Uh, I've got two things. Um, I've got the unclear, you know, as we talked about, the unclear motivations of Kavanaugh and Sadie's relationship. <laughs> where, like, apparently, so we find out that she shoved that pop bottle up there just to basically fake this rape so that he would take her back but then when he said come home he was like no so what was the point of all this then <laughs> did you not want you wanted to go home why did you not go home when he asked you to go home she's crazy 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what they're going for, and and it succeeded. But man, it's just it's it's confounding. Where you're just like, who wants to be with who? <laughs> Do either of you want to be with each other, or you're both trying to not be with each other? I just I couldn't follow any of their logic. But I think that's because of the, the crazy nature of both of those characters. Um, the uh, the other thing that stuck out to me the most was this is where we're talking about how it was given that it was all from Kavanaugh's like point of view pretty much some of the scenes were kind of quick like there's the scene where Dutch is talking to Sadie and he's like oh yeah Sadie just you know pinpointed this guy and he leaves uh Kavanaugh and Sadie talk for maybe 20 seconds and then Dutch is all of a sudden back pulling him aside to be like hey uh did Sadie have, like, a history of mental illness? Like, he just found this out in the last 20 seconds? He read her entire medical history? <laughs> well, you know, if uh, Kavanaugh can get all, uh, you know, Shane's financial records in five minutes, I'm sure he can get medical <laughs> history in 20 seconds. Yeah. I mean, even if he was there waiting for him, it would take a while to read it all and process. But, yeah, it's a, that's just a stretch to me. Oh. Oh, that's good. <laughs> What'd you have? Um, well, I went with um that scene where like uh, Kavanaugh's and the wife are sharing the moment and all that, and he comes out and he's got the boogers running out of his nose. He looks like he's in the Blair Witch <laughs> Project. That was it for me, there, Jay. I was like, all right, well, you gotta you gotta wipe that on your suit or whatever before you open the door. <laughs> Pretty gross. Now, do you think that was? makeup or do you think it was really his boogers because i think it's probably his boogers. <laughs> yeah i think it's probably real boogers yeah it's gross yeah <laughs> it's disgusto it's definitely boogers. i gotta say that scene um more so than ever his lazy eye was fucking very noticeable <laughs> because his one eye was just wide open and full of rage and the other eye is just like a little tiny dot it's like oh man <laughs> <laughs> So I could not take my eyes off of that to even look at the boogers. Uh, yikes. Good luck. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah, <I wanna. laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's it for, uh, for talking about this episode of The Shield. We just got to do some casting now. Who would they be if they weren't on the shield? Uh, as we learned last week, your very favorite thing we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, the cartoons. It's just too yeah. hard. I'm just too old, man. Yeah, it's gonna. I think next week's gonna be the hardest. But <laughs> we don't we'll fall off that bridge when we get there. <laughs> we'll we'll split we'll split it like we'll just one name on the one episode one name on the other episode and then we're done <laughs> um yeah all right so we're doing Aceveda today yeah Aceveda all right you go first all right well I mean I like to to go to the Simpsons when possible so I want Mr. Burns <laughs> uh, I I did think of Mr. Burns when I was <laughs> yeah. doing this. Like, like, if there was a way for Aceveda to block out the sun so that he could stay in power longer, he would definitely do it. <laughs> that yeah, that is true. 
I, yeah, when I was thinking that, I was like, well, maybe Mr. Burns. And I'm like, you just don't know that many cartoon characters. So, like, is it really Mr. Burns? Uh, I think it is. I went with uh, Angelica Pickles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rugrats. She was just always that fucking know-it-all just always mm. like uh, you know that kind of that's how awesome Betty is like he's just so arrogant and holier than thou and for a little kid she was like that too yeah that's very fair did you watch the Rugrats um I've seen some not a yeah, whole lot because again we didn't have cable but oh that's right yeah, yeah you did see it here and there you missed out on Ren and Stimpy man it was fantastic oh, I've seen some of it since but yeah, I don't know no, no. if you jump into it now if you have the same feeling toward it. Yeah, if it holds up as well. Yeah, I think it's just more a nostalgia trip for me at this point. Like, oh, I'm 20 again, and I have a chance at life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I miss those days. Yeah. That ship right. is sailed now, though. Hell yeah. That ship's sinking. All right, who else you got? Um, I also have... Mr. Spacely from the Jetsons. Ah. Um, just the asshole boss who just, you know, is just greedy. All he cares about is himself. <laughs> yeah, true. So, much like Mr. Burns, that that's also Aceveda to me. Um, the only other one I have here is any adult in Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that thing? Yep. Yeah, that, that's also beta. Like, he's always squawking and shit, but nobody's paying attention. It's just white noise. <laughs> Especially the strike team. That's definitely what they hear. Yeah. Anytime he says anything. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to ignore it. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's very fair. Um, I also, the other one I had was Jafar from Aladdin. Um... His, huh? Yeah, he was like the villain um, <laughs> who basically, you know, even once he uses his wishes to become Sultan, they beat him by tricking him into, you know, being like, hey, the genie's got more power than you. And he's like, oh, I'll make my I wish to be a genie. And then he gets sucked into the lamp. Like, that's definitely an Asavedan move. Never has enough power. <laughs> Always needs more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand drive. No, me neither. I've never understood it. I don't get it. Like, what? I, I, why would you want that? Like, why be bothered? I, I want to yeah. be bothered as little as possible. I don't know. I agree. <laughs> Just, I want to, I want to leave the house as little as possible. Yeah. I want to do as possible. <laughs> I really just want to lay around for the next thirty-five years. Yeah, that would be a dream. That would be a, such a dream. Such a dream. If we can just monetize this podcast, we'll be there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> Any day now. Any now, day. The checks will just roll in. All Come right. on, Roman. <laughs> Don't you have a big um, announcement or something, Jake? Yes. There is an announcement here before we end the show. Uh, last week, we announced our new contest. Um, we have, you know, we had a contest from season one that we finally got a winner for in like season four. <laughs> so, uh, but this contest was a very fresh one. We just started it last week and already we have a winner. 
Now, what was the contest? I don't remember. I remember talking about it, but I don't remember what we what the actual thing was. Yeah, here we go. It was basically uh, you had asked uh, who was hotter, um, Kate Hudson or Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, that's right. Okay. All you had to do was email with one of those two people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like File Jeopardy on Celebrity Jeopardy. Just write a number. Yeah. Any number will Any do. Any number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of thinking involved. You just got to pick one. Even if you don't believe it, we would have accepted it. <laughs> and uh, luckily, we did get two, count them, two responses. Holy hell. Um, the second one was from Scott Baker, uh, who acknowledged in his email that he was not eligible. He's like, yeah, I know I'm not eligible, but I wanted to vote anyway. Oh, okay. uh, he voted for Elizabeth Olsen. All right. So, there's no wrong They're both hot. <laughs> I'm fine either way. Agreed. Okay. But even even earlier that day, so even if Scott was eligible, he would have lost to this earlier person anyway. Um, because someone emailed very early in the morning. They also said Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> uh huh. So two for me. So we do have a winner uh, who you promised to send a prize to. And you might want to just, like, deliver this prize in person because the winner is Lance Miller. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Lance. When you said yeah. early morning, I'm like, well, it had, Lance is the only person that listens to this as soon as it comes out. <laughs> yep. All right, I'll send him something. Yep, Lance Miller, you, you've won yourself a prize. I don't know if I have his address. Oh, really? I don't know. I'll have to look at <laughs> the phone. I might have it. I'll probably have it somewhere. <laughs> eBay or something. All right. I yeah, think this would be an easy one. Yeah. Probably porn. <laughs> All right. We get the keeps on giving. All right. I'll send him something. All right. So in in the poll, uh, Elizabeth Olsen is running away with it. <laughs> yeah. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Once again, no wrong answer though. Yeah. Yeah. See. The other thing for me, working with Kate Hudson, she's a little bit older. You know, I, I like a little older woman, you know, a little bit age on you. <laughs> I'm older. I don't want to be with a younger girl. You know why, Jank? They got driving wow. shit. They want to go out and do <laughs> things. Ooh. I want to yeah. stay at home and watch Netflix, and so does my woman. <laughs> That's true. But, I mean, if you're, like, looking at celebrities, they're both going to want to go out and do things, even in their 40s. They're going to be like, let's go to this premiere. Uh, they'll be like, ah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You just come back from it later. Tell me all the things that happened. Well, I think Kate Hudson's busy. Like she's always doing yoga and shit, so she ain't got time for all that. Plus, well, she's not in any movies. <laughs> that's true. It's been a it's been a long time. It seems like. Yeah, she's got to be in something, but I don't know what it is. She never had like the Reese Witherspoon resurgence or anything like that. Well, maybe she will. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Still time. She, she, you know what you should do? Like, she should remake Overboard. <laughs> oh God. Or she could be <laughs> Private Benjamin. How about that? There you go. Yeah, just redo all old Goldie all the Goldie Hawn's movies. Yeah. She could be <laughs> Snake Plissken. Well, that's not her bad. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, might as well be. <laughs> You want to be my stepdad, you have to let me reboot all your movies. Call me Snake. 
<laughs> you watched? I uh, thought you were Space dead. Family? Nope. No, you haven't watched. I've it. been rewatching the first one though. Oh um, yeah. Just get ready. Yep. So, yeah, that one's so good. It is good. Love that movie. All so, right. Play, I don't know about. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think you'll. I don't know if you'll love it, but you ain't gonna hate it. Okay, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> it's a step in the right direction. All right. Uh, well, I guess that's it. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. We're coming in towards the ending of uh, season five here, real quick. We just got two episodes next week, and then one more after that. And uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna gonna get more intense <laughs> you didn't think it could but it somehow will oh yeah i remember what happens in this season for sure yeah there's a car there somebody is a car somebody sitting <laughs> in a car <laughs> sounds riveting the way you describe it yeah somebody sitting in a car get ready for that it's <laughs> an amazing season finale <laughs> all right well till then Bye, motherfuckers. Bye. Hey, Mo. Your sister's ass really tastes as sweet as Alvarez here says it does. He wants to know what your mama's putting in the cold muffin. <laughs> <laughs>